Warning, the following podcast contains strong language which some listeners may find offensive. You are tuned in to the Untitled Wrestling Podcast, hosted by Jay, Aaron and Big Tasty Ben Jackson. It's Thursday, you know what that means. Hello, welcome everybody to the Untitled Wrestling Podcast and our AEW Dynamite Review. As always, I am Ben Big Tasty Jackson, joined by Jay Luft. Hello, Jay. Hello. And Aaron Statman Clip. Hello, Aaron. Without the stats. Hi. No stats today. Where are your stats, Aaron? Eh, <laughs> uh, left them at work. What do you mean? This is the first podcast we recorded today. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, oh no, 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 no. This is well <laughs> advanced. Yeah, totally prepared. <laughs> We don't rush about on a Thursday, definitely not. No, it's all under no. control. We're doing this at our leisure. No one is being forced to record any podcast, just to, to like, so everyone's aware. <laughs> um, right, let's get right into it then, guys. This was a, a, a bursting at the scenes. I mean, did, right, is, are we in some weird, like, is Beach Break, did Beach Break just happen? Because this was like a, a fairly bumper episode of Dynamite in terms of... Beach Break's next week. I know, but they're, they're, just, they're just going hard. Like, it's, it's ridiculous. I, you know, I think... Tony said he wanted to end 2020 on like a, a high, didn't he? Mm. Which is why like every show was like stacked. And I think he's just trying to like keep that momentum going at this point because like they've had they've had a few ups and downs, but not in like not in where they, they hit a bit of a lull the last like two weeks. Not a lull, but like it's it, it like it was spinning in place a bit, didn't it? And it's nice to see. Uh, yeah, like we're back to the the sort of full speed booking that that we've come to know and love from <laughs> from AEW. Uh, in, in this in this episode, yeah. um, so we'll kick off with uh, the first match. So we had oh, something. So, I mean, if you want to rev my engine from the from the word go, this you, is a big um, tasty specialist, isn't it? <laughs> you give me Eddie Kingston versus Lance Archer off the top, and it's uh, yeah, what a match. Um, first thing I've got to say, and I, this only hit me when I was watching tonight. Um, two of the low key best entrances in wrestling, like themes and like the way they sort of like. Lance Archie just looks like that fellow in Weatherspoons. You've just knocked a pint over and he just wants to go. Yeah. Like, so does Eddie Kingston, to be fair. Lance Archer totally trolled us with a tweet of him cutting his hair. <laughs> I mean, it's, so good it's longer than ever. He must, yeah. he must, he must have just cut Two the, weeks running. He must have just cut the dead ends off or whatever and he's, uh, you know, he looked bigger than it was. He, well... <laughs> He had he had two braids, didn't he? And now he's only got one. I think I think it looks it looks cleaner now. I think it looks better. I think is this is like is this face hair? It's just like mm-hmm. he's kind of a good guy now. He's a he's a terrifying like death. He he's a, a guy. He's he's a tweener. But he came, he comes out he comes out with a face entrance today, doesn't he? He does. When when he turns heel again, he'll just put his thumb in his <laughs> mouth and squeeze, and it'll be like play doh, and it'll come out the top. <laughs> 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 you'll have to stick it you'll have to stick it back on I, I, re- I really want if he is a true tre- true tweener I really want him to just like throw Cody through those gates one time I kind of do miss that he just is no longer just webbing people when he comes out of his entrance like, yeah I used to love that when he just throws somebody else but, and so interestingly um, we should say that at the, at, during his entrance he actually sends Jake Roberts to the back and he's like no I've got this don't worry about it uh, that's gonna we're gonna talk about that a little bit later um, 
it's a play on it last week, wasn't it? So Eddie Kingston said he's not gonna he's gonna come out on his own. Yeah. So why just come out on his own? I mean, before we get into the the, the, the minutiae of this match, the the character work of both these guys is next level. It's like it's super super good. Like Kingston, Kingston looks like this like he's like a bad guy in the worst film you've ever seen, and you just want him to get his comeuppance. And it's great yeah. because he's made this like horrendous scenario for himself where he's pissed off like every psychopath on the AEW roster. And now he's he's paying the piper like forever apparently with these matches against people who want to literally kill him, like Park and and Lansarge, which is fantastic. He, he, as a, as a sort of dickhead who gets his come up and see, he, he sort of does that really well. He does. Um, yeah, Lansarge has really improved, hasn't he, in the last like twelve I mean, months? I mean, he was good in New Japan, and like, and then he came to he came to Diamond, obviously, and like the he had that little. You can argue whether or not he should have gone over Cody and, and whatever, um, but you'd say I mean he's only gotten better since he's been in AW uh, like on a week by week basis almost. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, this this match as well. It was like exactly what what was like kind of advertised on the on the label. Um, hard hitting, beat them shit out of each other for the first like couple of minutes of it. It was um, it was stiffer than my knees. <laughs> which is uh, which is some going. Um, the first thing, yeah. the first thing I've we really need to talk about is that choke slam. Oh man, that was disgusting. So if, if you haven't, if you, you haven't, you so know if, something's bad when Excalibur pops for it. If you haven't seen this match, and if you haven't seen this match, do go and watch it. Um, so apparently, when the it's on AW's YouTube channel. Yeah, when the American broadcast was on, there was a problem with the cable provider, and this match got cut off. So as a result, uh, AEW uploaded it in full on their YouTube channel, so you can go and watch it for free. Basically, go and do it; it's really banging. Um, yeah, um, but- if you're in America and you're wanting to watch the full show, it's still there. So, yeah, yeah bro. Um, but yeah, it's about, about sort of five minutes, four or five minutes of this match. Um, Lance Archer picks Eddie Kingston up at the side of the ring, chokes lands him over the ropes onto it. It's like his hip lands on like the end of the apron, hardest part. Yeah. Of the ring. He- it looked like he was meant to do it onto the apron. Yeah. And Eddie's kind of like, just like bounced off the apron as he hits it. Yeah, he's, the, he's the, way, like, the way the camera shot it as well, it was like vicious. Mm, like the yeah. way he looked, But then you see another angle of it, it was like, right, it looks a bit better. It still looks sore. I, I, but, think, he, I think he took it fine. Like he didn't like, he didn't yeah. like hurt himself. Because well, he kind of bounces and like ragdolls onto the floor. <laughs> it looks like really yeah. bad when it happens. Like, like he kind of like rope. Like it looked like he was gonna like land on, like flush on the apron and just be stuck. Like stay there, but he kind of like rolled as he hit the apron and just like kind of rolled off to the floor. Yeah, well, it's just so, it was brutal. There's a really good little sequence then on the outside where like <clears throat> Archie just takes Eddie and sort of like bounces him around off the camera, off the guardrail, and like Eddie's just selling this like he's been in a car crash. Like he doesn't know where he is. He's just sort of. Absolutely out of it, <clears throat> pardon me. Which is really, like, really quite a. It's, it's. I think it's. It was just a really effective little bit of the match. It was. A, it made me. It, I mean, I was. I was paying attention, but it made me, you know, sit up and and, and really start enjoying it. Such a good seller, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, if he wasn't such a, a, if he wasn't so good at being a horrible like character, he'd be a great babyface with his with his selling. Yeah, that's it. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think what else there was. Um, a bit where Archer blocks the back fist. Yeah. And then um, 
like Kingston looks like panicked for a minute and then kicks out Archer's knee, hits a sliding clothesline. Um, there was a lot of really so obviously Kingston was giving up a lot of height and a lot of power to to Archer. And we talked about character before. Kingston obviously he's got this gimmick that he's like he grew up on the streets and he sort of like raised himself and dragged himself up. <clears throat> there was a lot of little details. So he was going for the legs and the knees a lot on the calves of Archer uh, even when he was punching him it was all like to the kidneys and like he was trying to punch him low and like sort of take the wind out of him and it was it was very clever um, it was the way you if he, if he was trying to fight him in real life it's probably the way he'd have to try and fight him and it, it, yeah. made, it made it seem really believable and, and really quite you know Kingston was excellent in that regard I thought uh, a lovely bit at the start as well we'll jump back to the start very briefly <laughs> where Archer just stands there like arms out and says to Kingston shot me yeah <laughs> so I chopped the shit out of each other. Chopped the piss out of his chest. <laughs> he really did. Archer's chest by the end of this was horrible. Yeah. Um, it's a bit where Kingston fights out the blackout as well, and Archie had like a really good um, Uranagi. Yeah. Just like dumped him on it. Like again, looked like he was dumping him on his head. Um, so just the whole match was just like big power moves, super stiff, people getting clotheslined, punched in the face, kicked in the face. Um, so yeah. the finish comes about. Um, has, has he got him up for a blackout again? Is that? Um, he's he's set, uh, setting up a move. He, he's setting up something. Is he, he? No, he got that claw. Yes, that's right. He's got him. So yeah, the, was that the claw he beat? He beat Dustin with the yeah. So he got he's laughing. We get claws on the floor and like slams the head. And he's just about to do that, and then butchering the blade, drag Jake Roberts out onto the stage, and obviously he was sent to the back um, by Archer. <clears throat> now this is weird because Archer shows like genuine compassion and concern mm. for him and so he goes to the ropes to sort of check on him and Bryce and Bryce is the referee because obviously he's, I think he's contractually obligated to referee every Eddie Kingston match in AEW he's the only man who can control <laughs> the only man that Eddie will listen to um, yeah. the only man who can calm him down and so as, <laughs> as um, so Kingston's like selling like near death on the on the, on the the apron and the bunny comes out and slips him like a almost like a loaded like wrist strap of something it's like a it's like a knuckle duster wasn't it it's like a knuckle duster but he doesn't put it on his knuckles he puts it like over his so I, at first I thought oh it's brass knucks and he's just going to put him on and punch him but then he, and he puts it on like the, the flat of his hand and then obviously yeah. he realised when he gets back up he hits so he hits Archer with a back fist with this like loaded strap uh, Excalibur says it's brass knucks yeah. yeah so you just assumed it was really and so he just hits Archer like legit in the face with this like loaded <laughs> wrist strap, and then gets the Archer gets the sold that amazing as gets well. the pin. I don't think he sold it because when he got up, he had a massive mark on his face yeah. from it hit him. Yeah, <laughs> like I think yeah, he, yeah, like, yeah, the caught under his eye, didn't he? Yeah, I think he legit caught him with that. Like that was um. Well, like, he, I mean, he was like he was like dead. He he wasn't kicking out of that. Um, no. Um. So yeah, and then Kingston get Kingston gets the one, two, three. Uh, Butcher Blade come down to the ring. Do they just dump Jake at the top of the ramp? I guess they, they just do. leave him there. Yeah. And then dump him just there, yeah. And then the Butcher and Blade hit the finisher, which Excalibur called Drag the Lake, I believe. Was that what he called it? I didn't know. What, I didn't catch the name of so one of you guys did. So it is no longer, um, full, no longer full death. It is Drag the Lake. Well, um, full death's the suplex one, isn't it? Yeah. This was like the Powerbomb one, wasn't the it? Powerbomb like the Powerbomb Netbreaker, which yeah. looks awesome as well. And then Eddie hits another nasty looking backfist. Yeah, it's an- an- another loaded backfist. Yeah. Onto Eddie's the, uh... like waiting for that receipt, isn't he? <laughs> so oh, this is just this is just this is, this is just Eddie kicking the can down the road, obviously. The, the bullet's coming. It's just it's just gonna take a little bit longer to get here now. Um yeah. I honestly think this is leading to some sort of like cage match. 
cage match, do you think? Well, it's the, the, the Archer literally loses to the interference, doesn't he? And what's the what's the best way to make sure there's no interference? I I still think that they're going to be part of their blood and guts. I mean, I'm I'm really scared. So <laughs> because... yeah. Oh, also so in this Eddie match, oh, blade against uh, like Archer Death Triangle oh. mocks. Throw throw I mean, some heels into you've already you've already got mocks Death Triangle like a lining, and if you just slide Archer into there, then well, Archer's already got that sort of thing, hasn't he? Yeah, well, they have that sort of uneasy He's alliance. Kind of like, yeah. With that. yeah, him and it's just, it's just like big. Well, they're just, they're just basically feuding over who gets to kick Eddie Kingston as hard as possible. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, also, got a note in this match, um, Archer does that move that I still don't know how he does, where he it's kind of like the old school, where he walks along the ring rope and then he does like a... a moon, he does like yeah. the moonsault off the rope, which, you know, a man who's like man. six and a half plus foot should not be able to do that. Um, <laughs> I just found yeah. out weird. He said that really. <laughs> <laughs> I just tried to get all the all the things there. So yeah, so great, really good opening match. Uh, it was it was everything I want. You know, I love it. I love a big. I mean, I don't think this was quite a hoss fight because I don't think Kingston quite measures up no. to to hoss standards. But it was just a. Jr. was like Jr. was full wood for all this. Like this was a proper, just men stiffing men. You know, it was his yeah. it was his wheelhouse, and he, he he had a great time calling it as well, which uh, you can really tell. Yeah. Speaking of people um, having great times, um, following on from this, we have John Moxley telling us about his uh, daily routine specifically. Now, I'm not I'm not one for John Moxley promos because I usually think they're the same every time, or they're very very similar at least. But this one, I I was intrigued by because he said it, sex. See, because he said sex, he, Aaron. He likes to have sex in the morning. <laughs> You like have sex in the morning because it's the best part of the day. It sets you up for the rest of the day. <laughs> uh, this was a really good promo. Like it, um, he does a really good job of kind of making himself feel relatable, but not at the same time. Like and he got me. You got me really. Come- so the, the two promos. Um, we'll talk about the other one a bit later. There were two promos on the on the show today for the main event next week, and they both have gotten me. stupid hyped for this main event the other one maybe even more Um, so than this moxie one but we'll talk about that when we get to it I think the other one got me more hyped than this one but this one was still awesome this is John Moxie basically saying I don't really know why we're teaming together I don't know what's going on but we're going to have a good time we're going to hurt some people it's going to be fun yeah basically it's going to be a fight Um, let me get the next promo which was like was like Sting trying to be a cool dad Sting, Sting's like a step, like the cool stepdad to Darby, like being the angsty stepson. Darby throws a skateboard through a window, and Sting opens the door and shouts, "Are you winning, son?" What do they call each other? (laughs) Hoodlums. That's it. Uh, I'm a little annoyed that they mention um, they mention Ricky Starks, they mention Brian Cage, they mention Taz. No love for Willie Hobbs. I think uh, it's because it's uh, the matches Cage and Starks. Yeah, it's not it? Taz though, is it? You know. Yeah, but it's, it's Team Taz. So Taz. <laughs> his like... names, his names, <laughs> his names over the door. So you've got to, uh, you've got to, talk. and obviously Hook as well. We we can't forget Hook. Yeah, what's for that? Yeah, like like so if if Sting if Sting's like the stepdad in the situation, Taz is like the the biological father. But because he's a uh, because he's like had a bit of bit of a hard life, he's like. 
he's in the situation where he needs to get someone to fight his battles for him. He can't. He's, he's on the sick, mate. He can't fight. He's got, he's, he's got to get Brian. He's got to get Uncle Brian to come do it for him, mate. Taz is like that, uh, that uh, what's it called? Cartel leader in Breaking Bad. He's got like the iron lung in the wheelchair. He has like the little bell. He did He did his knee that time. His car broke down. And now he, uh, now he can't yeah. wrestle anymore. Um, so, and also, if anyone wants a, a free... Um, wrestling championship there is a TNT title just hanging up in a warehouse somewhere just, yeah, go, and find, just, just go and find that spooky warehouse and go and get it mate it's uh, it's right there yeah. so Darby just walks off leaving the TNT title hanging up on a on a pipe I, one thing I did notice which I thought was pretty cool was did you notice Sting had slightly changed his face paint yeah Sting's really good at stuff like that though like obviously he's, he's a man mm. who uh, he's been in the business long enough now to, um, to, to to be good at the little details yeah like is that is uh, the black stripe along his eye was more like Darby's like black bit over his eye. I want him to, I want him for the for the true I want like full, I want him to have like full skull face paint. I want him to be like the baseball furies and um in the Warriors. He's got a baseball. Do you, want Darby, do you want Darby to come out with like half his face painted like sting? I want <laughs> either either or I want them both to match in some whatever however they do it. Um I don't care how. Sting's makeup, I think it has to be Sting's makeup for the revolution match just for Darby. As long True. as it's as long as it's not the Joker, I don't care. It's where it's where he comes out the surface thing and shocks people. Because <laughs> they both got boards. Um NWO fucking Wolfpack Sting. Bright head. <laughs> Wolfpack Sting with Wolf Pat Darby Allen. <laughs> red face pink Darby. Um, right, so moving moving swiftly on, <laughs> we're gonna have um, what I'm calling Varsity Blondes versus Salt of the Gods. That's the name of it. Oh, this that fucking music, honestly, get it in the bin. I think it's designed. I think at this think, point, I, it's there for heat, mate. I think it's yeah. I think it's designed to be unpopular. I mean, because they they have, they have to do something because Judas is a banger and everyone loves it. But they're meant to be the biggest heels in the company, so they need to do something to make you hate it. So. Putting the little, yep. put the little MJF um, like MIDI trumpets onto, onto the Judas theme. <laughs> it's, it's kind of all they've got at this point. So we, we do have the Vast Blondes versus um, Chris Jericho and MJF. Uh, we got the whole night in a circle out in support of uh, the t- Jericho and, and MJF. And um, we have the jobber entrance for Vast Blondes. We don't get to hear this sick air guitar music, sadly, um, which is a crying shame. Travesty. Um, this, is, this is the. Um, the res the resurrection and redemption of Chris Jericho in the eyes of tag team wrestling. <laughs> you could say that, mate. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing how much better he gets when Jake Hager's not anywhere near him. <laughs> I mean, he was still ringside. Yeah, but he wasn't close enough to ruin it for everybody. Um, to be fair, I, I thought this match was. I, I had the fear I enjoyed when, it. when this match started, and I actually ended up quite enjoying it. I, I thought I th- my, my biggest concern was that Jericho was tr- going to do what he'd done in the last couple of matches he's done, where he wants to be like the workhorse to show he can still go. Yeah. And then he gets knackered after about two minutes, which which did happen. Yeah. But he got his he got his breath back a bit. Um, but they just, they, like, they just put this all on Griff Garrison and it's fine because he's all right. Yeah. I liked um, commentary on this one because he kept like referring, oh, so much history between Jericho and Pillman Jr., and it's like, yeah, you get in there, just mention Brian Pillman every possible way. Got to get that. Um, Why not? Got to get that dark side of the ring 
viewership. Yeah. Got to get, got to get them in. I, I did, I did like as well. While we're talking about like history, um, the fact that at the start of the match, Jeff got on the mic. I was like, "Oh, Griff, I've not seen you since." Uh, oh, oh. <laughs> uh, and then he says, "Instead, of, instead of telling me I'm undefeated this time, why don't you just quit?" And then like Griff just decks him. I thought that was really cool. Like, yeah. Little call back to the match previous. There was a great MGF moment at the start of the match where Griff Garrison hits like a massive back body drop on him, and as he's going over, MGF just shouts, "Oh shit!" Really loud, <laughs> <laughs> which was really good. And like his, I mean, we say this all the time, but I mean, we talk about character work, and you can't the first, you know, you can't talk about character work. I talk about MGF. He's he's phenomenal. Yeah, even like his his mannerisms here, like he runs up the ring and he, he sort of sort of slaloms around the, you know, he, he uses Wardo so well and. Yeah, he, oh, he's just he's, he's just he just he's just great. He's he's phenomenal. Um, it's a pleasure to watch him, you know, to just be this character on on TV, which is it shouldn't be because he's a despicable bastard. But you know, he's he's really good fun. Yeah, he's got that gimmick pretty much set for life as well, and it's not going to yeah. get stale. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so everyone was after again. Um, Jericho was was fine in this match. You know, he he, he held his end up. Uh, I thought Griff, Griff Garrison was was probably the star for me. Um, yeah, a lot a lot of Jericho's like input in the match was just kind of bumping for a uh, Brian Pillman Jr. and yeah. uh, Griff, Gar- uh, Griff Garrison. Ben Pillman was, yeah. was great as well. I mean, I've, I've seen him a couple of times now on Dynamite, and every time, all right, you know, he's not he's not Shinsuke Nakamura, circa 2016, but he's He's a f- very competent professional wrestler who can have very yeah. good matches with you, and that's that's all you need, really. Yeah. They're a tag team that I like what I like watching because every match you can see they're growing. Yeah, like they're imp- they improve every match, and like obviously they wrestle on dark, and so when you're seeing them on um, Dynamite, you see them have like a match, then they might not show for like a couple of weeks, and then they'll come back. And they'll be even better than well, the about, about like four or five matches on dark with and like and yeah. they can go like 15, 20 minutes on dark, aren't they? Because it's literally just free time at YouTube. So that's it. So they're very they're very exciting and I'm, I find myself enjoying them more and more the more I see of them. Shout out to I saw a person on Twitter, I can't, I can't remember who they were, who said they can't wait for Griff Garrison to get another surname again middle name that begins with G. Um, <laughs> marry Tony Khan's daughter. Win the title eighteen times and then end up being like the producer of Dark. <laughs> the, the producer of Dark. That's brilliant. Um, yeah, that, that Jericho. To be fair, as well, he was taking some fucking nasty long bumps. Like there was a bit where Pillman reversed the superplex. Yeah, and Jericho just like was like dropped like a sack of potatoes. He just eats it. Um, yeah, and then um, obviously the finish as well. Uh, we'll talk about that. <laughs> So I really liked how crisp the Jizz effect looked when um, Pillman came off the top and Jericho just nails him with it. I thought that looked really good. I mean, that, the problem with the, the thing about the Jizz effect, it's all, and it's a really good finish for Chris Jericho because it depends on his placement and where he is in the ring. And obviously he's he's not as young as he once was. Um, but one thing he's really good at is his experience and his, his, his ring know-how is being in the right place at the right time so he can make the Jiu-Jitsu effect look good near enough all the time it nev- you never really see it missed you? you never really see it like not connect it always looks mm. like he like he hits it pretty flush yeah. which is quite nice um, obviously we've seen we've seen the, the ups and downs with his other finishing moves over the last few weeks um, <laughs> well let's get on to that so yeah so for the finish Jericho so Pillman's coming off the top rope um, Jericho catches him like pretty clean on with the Jiu-Jitsu effect knocks him like 
absolutely the fuck out. And then he sort of looks at the camera and then goes for a line salt. Hits what I have to say is a, a pretty damn good line salt. Like it, it's pretty. It sweet. was an excellent line salt. Um, obviously, he wanted to kind of prove he can still do it, and he wanted to sh- silence the people on Twitter. He, he, I mean, the way he looked straight down the camera as he made the cover suggests that you know this was done for a very specific reason. Yeah, um, and the fact that um, everybody on commentary made such a big deal about the fact that Jericho hit a really good line salt. Yeah, Tony Schiavone went off like it was a uh, like it was snooker coming off the cage. Yeah. Um, and then on Twitter, you look at like all the heels in AEW were all going on about how good the Lion Salt it was. I'm not saying he's used a bit of rub there, but you know. <laughs> yeah. It, it's as if Jericho was like the fucking the, like, prima donna uh, yeah. sign and they don't want to get rid of. So like, just keep him happy. Everyone, mm-hmm. right? When when Chris comes back, just tell him that was the best line salt you've ever seen. Because don't ask, just just say it was really good. Okay? Don't mention the other one where he landed on his head. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> just just that that was the only one that matters. Um, but yeah, it looked it looked great, didn't it? Um, yeah, yeah, it was it was it was. And great. this match was really fun. Yeah, um, it was the one. Like I said, it, was, it, it was the match I had the fear about, and it was it, it was more than fine. It was. Like fully enjoyable, which is, uh, yeah, I had a great, I had a really good time watching it. I didn't, yeah. take, my, I didn't take my eyes off it, which was, you know, the biggest compliment I can give it in, in a modern society. So, yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of things, yeah, that you, came speak, out looking good. Yeah, Vasty Blondes look great. Uh, they put it all on. Like Griff Garrison did a lot of the heavy lifting. Pillman did a lot of the big moves. They looked fantastic. Um, they did some really nice little combination moves. I'd like to see a bit more. I mean, that'll come with time. I'd like to see a bit more sort of. Double team stuff from them, maybe, but yeah. I'm sure we'll get that down the line. Um, they're they're going to be, they're going to be fine, aren't they? They're going to be, they're going to be great. Right. They're going to be all right. Um, yeah. Speaking of things you can't take your eyes off, we have a promo by the Bastard Pack. Oh. Full gear. Oh. In his flat in Newcastle. In his, uh, <laughs> yeah. Let's just talk about his flat for a second. His, That's a nice flat. In his Gateshead apartment. Yeah. Overlooking, um, overlooking, overlooking the time. The time. You can see walking um, around in his full gear, getting probably, ready to get on the plane can, in his full gear. You can probably see that by the river brewery from his from his house. Oh mate, don't. Um, um, yeah, it, yeah, it was it was so, great. From, I mean, first of all, and and the most important thing we have to get out of the way is the, the the sheer credit he gets for using the phrase "Billy Big Bollocks." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kenny Omega, you're walking around like you're Billy Big Bollocks. <laughs> oh, he just he just um, he, he, so he he just drips menace when he talks. Yeah, and he looks so like <laughs> he looks like more and more like wild-eyed. He looks like the type of guy who's, he looks like the type of guy who's gonna jump out of a mirror and murder you. It's like yeah. every time he comes back to England and there's another lockdown and he's stuck in his flat and he's like, I I just want to wrestle. I just want to kill someone. Yeah, it was it was fantastic. Great. So this was just another promo pack, like basically saying you hurt Penta, me and Phoenix are going to hurt you. We're brothers. We're going to show you what brothers mean. Uh, just imagine that, but Geordie and twenty five percent scarier. And <laughs> yeah. you're, you're kind of the um, man that looks like he's tanned about twenty five Red Bulls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was it was excellent. He's it about was excellent. the gun, Raj. Um, speaking um, of excellence. Oh. I'm gonna go to. For, I'm just you gotta prepare yourself. Gotta, gotta. I'm gonna do a lot of, a lot of. For, a, for effect. 
we're going to go to the a cutback to the AEW awards that happened earlier in the day. Okay, where we had. Oh no! It was it was literally just a, a very oh, it was sorry, like a, it was like a five second clip, and we had Shaquille O'Neal um, calling out Cody Rhodes. Said you name the time and the place, but then he named a time, and then so I'm guessing Cody already gets to name the place. But I guess we all know when the place is going to be because it's the next pay per view. Anyway, well, don't, don't think about it too much. It's fine. Just yeah. just let it, just let it happen. It's okay. Um, just go with it. Um, so we get Shaq calls out Cody, and then we go back live to the future where Tony Schiavone is in the ring, <laughs> and I I hear. I hear Snoop Dogg, so it must be Cody. <laughs> yeah. Snoop, Dogg, uh, Snoop, Snoop Dogg intensifies as Cody makes his way to the ring. Um, sad, tattoo noises. And the weirdest thing happens. So Cody gets in the ring and he doesn't really talk all that much. Oh, no. He left. My wife. My wife. He kind of. He kind of. He kind of. Kind of does. So he, he, he does a little preamble. Yeah, Aaron, as Aaron correctly states, he, he reminds us all of my wife's baby. This is my coach. He's going to tell you what he thought, and then he goes on a. Field. We get a nice, we get a nice little Amazon promo, which we don't, we don't get a lot of. Which you know, yeah, felt, felt, felt a little bit special. Felt, Cody felt, starts tearing up. To be fair, like so, right? Yeah. And this, 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 up, this, um, this makes an important point: is that. Like the reason why like, you've got the likes of Tully and Arn in AEW is they're like this direct link back to, to Cody's dad. Like they were wrestling with yeah. with, with Dusty, oh, and yeah. they, they they literally they travelled. You know, they they travelled the road streets. They, they they went on the road with Dusty. They they went to the territories with Dusty. They got in the ring with Dusty. And you can understand Cody wanting to have this like part of his dad's memory around. And it's and they use it. Oh no! I thought, it was, I thought it was a really nice moment. By and large, they use it really um, well, and the f- when I'm brought f- up. F- f- be able to use like Dusty's memory in the way that sort of shines a light on Cody's situation, I thought it was really, really quite cool. Yeah, yeah. I thought I thought it was cool that um, Arm brought up like Dusty basically wrestling a match, jumping on a plane, and then getting to like getting to the hospital just in time to see Cody get born. Uh, Cody born. Yeah, I don't know how it really affects um, Cody's situation because Brandy's not due for a few months on the pay per views in like four weeks. Well, well that, but, that was a yeah. point. Of on, on said that. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, this has nothing to do with your situation, but I'll start letting yeah. you know. Like, they were like, yeah. oh, yeah, you don't have to do that because it's not like that anymore. So it's like, all right. Yeah. Cool. So you made Cody cry for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> Just pop the boys, mate. Just, uh... <laughs> so then on. Introduces so he basically implies that obviously Brandy can't wrestle. <clears throat> oh, oh, I wonder who his partner will this be. This is challenge, but it's fine because Arn's been doing some scouting and he's found someone who <laughs> yeah. might be able to stand in. And oh, who, who, if I could, if I were to tell you, I might be sitting down for this. It's, it's, I, really I think I could have scouted that one. Mate. <laughs> so, you mean, you mean the woman that Brandy's been managing like? for like the last three months the one that looks exactly like Brandy just so with have, have to say this is this is really the first proper look we get at Red Velvet on Dynamite um, yeah. she's been she's been like literally she caught a decent promo to be fair um, she nearly boxed her own name but apart from that it was pretty good <laughs> yeah 
Um, there's more. There's more conversation about stirring ass and beating ass and playing with a lot of, and... yeah, a lot, a lot of ass, a lot of ass talk. Oh, of ass <laughs> so when when Shark I think it was the Nazis or something. When Shark Sting faces Cody at Revolution, it's going to go off like big time. <laughs> Smacking bitches' asses oh. and all that shit. So, but yeah, Red Velvet, so Red Velvet Cuts. Red Velvet This is the first time she's spoken on like on TNT, on, I, like, on Dynamite. I've seen her like she's wrestled once or twice in Dynamite, and I've yeah, she seen got, like, a few she, of them. She, got, she got like jobber interests and got like done in by like Sheeta or something. Did you or Abaddon or something? She lost to um, Ty Conti as well. Yes, uh, but this is the first time she's really had like a, a bit of personality time, a bit of promo time, and yeah, she did, she, she did a oh. decent job. Funnily enough, it's because Brandy's not there. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> um, so basically, the, just the promos, they basically leave, they, they, they almost leave the challenge out there for. So it's, we're assuming, aren't we, that it's going to be Cody mm. and Red Velvet only... versus Shaq and Jade? Oh, yeah. Well, that's, that's what I was about to say. The only issue I had with it was that obviously they were addressing it and they kind of left like a cliffhanger on it. It's like, well, we hey. know that's going to be the match because you've already fucking implied it. You might as well just say it. But it hey. kind of, the segment kind of just felt like it ended. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of weird because like, it started with like an open challenge from Shaq, which was yeah. implied. And then this segment ended with an open challenge from Cody that was kind of implied. Like, yeah. you've, you've, you've both said it, but you just haven't <laughs> met and agreed it, you know, which is kind of, kind of frustrating. At, at least now, yeah. though, right, we can... We know it's not going to be two singles matches. Like yeah. it could have been a lot worse. At least they're mixed tagging it, keeping it see, one match. I mean, I don't think we're going to see a lot of Shaq in that match. No, I think, what are we going to see? Because like Cody's got to put a lot. I think it's going to be essentially. It's essentially going to be a Jade Cargill and Red Velvet match. Yeah, and then. Which is good because that's a showcase for two women they've got in a division where they need to do a lot of building. Oh, uh, I don't mind. Yeah, so that's what will be all of it. Well, it should be anyway. Mm. Um, and then obviously, Cody will probably crossroads Shaq and win. Or Shaq will. Uh, can Shaq physically lean that far backwards? We, we, we will find out. <laughs> Let's find out. All right, he'll hit the, oh, he'll hit the no. Cody because then. What what watch Cody just win with a disaster kick? <laughs> He'll hit the Cody cutter, and then the question will be: Can Shaq lean that far forwards? Um, <laughs> like hasn't he got like no knees? Has, he got like no knees from playing basketball for like nineteen years? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, because like a man that um, size jumping that many times in like that short a period of his life would probably turn his knees into like cream crackers. It's not like at WrestleMania when he did the Battle Royal thing with Big Show where he literally had to fuck all to do. He just stood there and everyone tried to bathroom him and then he just threw them all off. And then yeah, and then him and Big Show like choke slammed each other over the top ropes so and kind of like both fell over. Car- just sort of tucked each other over the ropes. Oh, it's going to be a disaster, isn't it? A disaster kick, mate. There'll be a disaster <laughs> kick, that's for sure, mate. <laughs> well, we're about to see can Cody, can Cody carry one celebrity and two fairly inexperienced female wrestlers to a possible <laughs> Tune in on. Let's find out. Find out. <laughs> Speaking of power couples, next we got a uh, Kip um, and Penelope cordially inviting people to their wedding. Um, it's, I, have an issue. I, have, I have an issue here. I have two issues. Oh. There's actually two issues. Oh. Issue the first. 
So, as per the stipulation of a fortnight ago, Charles Taylor has to be Miro's butler until the wedding. The wedding is next. Until the wedding, yes. What is so? They're only doing it for two weeks, and they're not on the show this week. <laughs> Been doing it on dark as well. But no one cares about dark, Jay. I don't. I love AEW, and I don't even care about dark. Yeah, like I do. I just don't have thirteen hours a week to watch wrestling because I'm not a psychopath. <laughs> Me, I'm already. <laughs> Dark's no, like, um, I don't need another three. <laughs> so Dark's like AEW's like version of Fetch. They're trying to make it a thing. So issue the first is that they've done very little with. I mean, I, I mean, I'm not going to ding them for this properly, but they, they've done very little with the with the Charles Taylor thing. They had him on last week. He did a bit, and then so unless something goes down at the wedding with it, which I'm guessing it will, they're they're, they're not really using it to its its full potential. My most my my, my biggest concern, and the one I actually I'm going to ding the the right as well. I really hope someone got fired for this blunder. The wedding's next week. Where's the fucking stag party? Oh, where Miro says he was going to pull the off the reason Miro is in AEW. Yeah. the best man was to organise the bachelor party. What the fuck is happening with this the bachelor party? Unless they do the bachelor party next week before they do the... Unless uh, it's like, like... They do like a video package of it. Yeah. Like the like the Jericho and um being a circle going to Vegas thing. I want like an actual showbiz wedding style stop. You need to see what happened before the wedding. Like literally, does anyone have any blah blah blah? Like Chuck or Trent or OC stands up and is like, wait, before we do this, you need to see what happened at the bachelor party. Roll video of like, you know, Kip getting into bed with Billy Mitchell or something. I don't know. Billy Mitchell, as <laughs> in the King of Con guy. He was there. He, he was there before, wasn't he? If, if, they don't he bring was him, if he doesn't have at least something to do with this back, but I'm going to be so upset because I, I put, I, I literally have just kicked this can down the road. Every time you've said it's shit, I've been like, well, let's wait for the wedding. Let's wait for the bachelor party. Let's wait for, let's see where it's all going. Let's see what they've been building to. And if they don't do something with all of this that they've had like nebulously floating around, I'm going to be really annoyed. I mean, yeah, for one, you've got egg on your face. For the my, my blind faith must be, I demand that it be rewarded. Yeah, um, I, I'm intrigued. I, I'm intrigued to see what I like the Charles Taylor thing. I think I think Chuck's hilarious. And and I, th- I think I think it is going to play into the wedding somewhat. Oh yeah, Orange is definitely going to interrupt the wedding. And they could even do something with Trent. They probably might not, but they can even do something with Trent. He was on BT this week, and he looked. He 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 had his. He wasn't like wrestling, obviously, but he, he had his full body movement. He could walk. He could move. He could had his arms out, didn't he, and whatnot. So mm. he could do something with it. But the best friends are going to feature in some capacity. You'd, you'd have to think. So yeah, you'd think well, so. Yeah, we'll wait and see. Um, speaking yeah. of things that I, um, might disappoint you, uh, uh, yeah, uh, Hangman versus um, some newcomer, the Hollywood Hunk, Ryan. Oh, oh, oh. Can um, we can we get Dolph Ziggler? I, I, I no, heard the rumor. We've got Dolph Ziggler at home. The Dolph I had a rumor that he was. I had a rumor that he was here to show the world. Here to show the world. Come on, um, bring it on! <laughs> now I'm not he gonna. Does bear a striking, striking resemblance to Dolph Ziggler. He's um, got a flat arson Ziggler. <laughs> I, I did. I don't know. It's these things. Um... Yeah, I didn't really look at that, mate. Um, just a youth thing, though. Is is Ryan Nemeth's character just like 20, 30, no, that's too much, 2012, 2011 Ziggler, where he's just booty wiggling, 
bleach blonde hair, tighty whitey shorts, and doing a headstand every time he's got a hammer lock in on the ground. One thing I will say, look, Ryan, look Ryan, 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 Ryan Nemeth is a warning that Dolph Ziggler should never cut his hair short. <laughs> well, he did. Again, it should never happen again. Ryan, this is what we'll end up with. Ryan, Ryan Nemeth looks like Darby Allen on steroids. <laughs> before before we get into like savaging this, I'll have to say the match was all right. It was. Yeah, oh, I, I thought the I, match I, was good. I enjoyed it. I, it was good. I enjoyed it. That's not me. I just. Um, it was weird. Dolph Ziggler's uh, Twitter was fantastic throughout this. He he literally put like a thing of the match saying, cease and desist, this man is stealing my gimmick. Um, Cease and desist, don't buy this guy's merch. (laughs) Yeah, he's put his merch up. Um, so uh, we should go back to the, go back, let's go back to the star for a second. So Hangman comes out, um, and he's, he's his little ticker says, um, "Accompanied to the ring by crippling emotional baggage," <laughs> which yeah. I thought was quite nice. Um, yeah, <laughs> for our number one anxious millennial cowboy. Um, I mean, this a lot of this match was just how many times can Hangman Page clothesline Ryan Nemeth? Pretty much. Yeah. The, the answer yeah. t- the answer turned out to be quite a few. Um, well, it, the the main the main kind of like story beats. It wasn't really anything to do with the match. It was to do with what was going on outside, wasn't it? Yes. So a wild money mat appeared. Yeah. Um. Cheering for Hangman. Yeah, Nemeth yeah. actually controlled quite a lot of the matches as well with a lot of mat wrestling. Um, that, yeah. Yeah. That's that's that spike DT. It was really nice. That was. Uh... Yeah. Um. There was a bit where Hangman landed on his uh, feet from a jabber and hit a nice rolling elbow as well. Um, yeah, and then it was, that kind of, it, was like a roll, it was like a rolling punch, wasn't it? He sort of like he did the discus and then he just sort of punched him. Yeah, and then that leads to the uh, buckshot larry for the win. Yeah, um, it was a quick match. It was good for what it was, really. Yeah. yeah. So post match. Um, so Matt Hardy goes to leave, and Hangman calls him back into the ring and. Tony appears for some reason <laughs> um, because I'm sure he's got like a, I'm sure he's got like an ejector seat to get him from the commentary booth to the ring. The amount of times he um, he gets in there. Um, so yeah, my Hardy basically says that he's he's sort of scouting him. He's sort of like got an eye on him. He's taking an interest in him. Yeah. But before that, he was like, he gets called in the ring. He's like, no, no, I don't want to take the spotlight away. I was just here, um, just. Keeping an eye on Hangman, watching him, scouting him. Oh, this contract? Oh, you mean? Oh, I mean, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, this contract <laughs> in my hand. Yeah. <laughs> I suppose you could have a look at it if you want. I mean, just on the off chance, you know. Um. <laughs> I like, I like the fact that like he brought up, he brought up that the elite and stabbed Hangman in the back. Yeah, and, and the dark, um, the dark order saying, been, like pestering him and. Yeah, and he, he said he said Hangman like gets as like he gets dressed on his own and he's like you're a good person. Do you want to? Do you want to be in my big locker room? <laughs> come, come on! And then Tony's like, "You should do that." Right, on, this is so Tony, on, Tony. Tony, Tony's running the goober. He knows, like, we all know that Hangman's taking advantage of private party. And Tony's like, "Oh yeah, I think, I think, I mean, that Hardy's taking advantage of private party." And Tony's like, "Yeah, I think you should probably sign with Marty. Like, mate, he's pure evil. Have you not seen being the elite? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you screwing everyone. You bullied, like, you bullied private party and turn heel. Yeah, he literally made them turn heel. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they are now number one contenders, um, tag team, uh, impact tag team titles. But you know, 
Yeah. <laughs> be interesting to see where that goes. Um, my main issue is that we've just had the Dark Order thing and I would have rather seen Hangman join the Dark Order. But I don't think he joins it. I think this is the thing. No, I think he, he gets all these offers. Obviously, they're, they're trying to pass him off because he's this, he's this like hot free agent almost. You know, he's, just, he's this hot commodity. Mm. You know, he's, he's like a, a piece that everybody wants on their table. But he's just so... He doesn't need, he doesn't need anyone's help. He can do it all. Well, no, he, I don't think he gets that. I think he's, he's just so down on and disenfranchised on himself and he, he doesn't think that he's worth anything to these people. And then the, the, the self-discovery yeah. now is going to be him by himself finding the strength from within himself to go forward and challenge for the title eventually. I think that's going to be his journey. Yeah. And I'm totally I'm, 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 I'm totally here for it. And when yeah, and when John Silver pump kicks Don Callis at um <laughs> oh. at Revolution next year and, and Hackman takes the title off Kenny, I'm gonna hit the ceiling <laughs> and it's gonna be amazing. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll cross the bridge and come to it. So yeah, uh, decent in this match. Good bit of story development. Um, Hangman's character remains really, really interesting and cool. And yeah, God, remember yeah. when we all wanted um, him to not win anything, and now it's very much uh, turned around, hasn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, so um, we're we're, out, we're just over an hour into the show here now. <clears throat> we haven't had a pay per view quality match quite just yet. So let's have a pay per view quality match. Oh man, this was awesome! I love this match. So um, next up, we get we get Dax versus Jungle Boy. We get Dax the Axe, I believe he's <laughs> referred to several times in yeah. this match, versus Jungle Boy with the special stipulation that at ringside we have Tully Blanchard and Cash both chained to um, Luchasaurus. Luchasaurus. And, and, no, and no Marco stunts in attendance either. No. He did, he did then, so with them though, which was weird. And he, he had like a shoulder tape up. Commentary stated, or oh, he's injured. He's injured, so they're going to send him off backstage. Is how they phrased it. Fair enough. I mean, it's, um, sad, it's, sad, it's sad they had to put the Marcus Dunn Tully Blanchard feud onto the back burner for this week. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure we'll get get it back. Um, long and short of it, what, what a match! Like 16 minutes. Of, oh, this is excellent. So this is this very much felt like Jungle Boys. Natural next step after his MJF match in terms of him utilizing all aspects of his his, his self wrestling like really big win, isn't it? Well, it's, it was just him. I'm talking about more about the in ring action. Is he was um, well? First of all, yeah, Jungle Boy gets the win, and it's and it's a big win, and it's obviously going to be the start of some sort of push. He's just got his new music, his old music back. Um, he's getting more TV time. He's getting more speaking roles on TV. Um, he's getting a big win here. This is this is going to be the start of the year of Jungle Boy. You know he's going to be he's going to end up in a really good place. Remember, I just want you all to remember that I predict I predicted the uh, Jurassic Express would be the tag team champions at the end of the year. Before we, we did, before we got only surprised if Jungle Boy was like a TNT title contender. Yeah, yeah, you didn't. Yep. You, you, you pronounced Ricky, you Ricky right Starks for the belt. <laughs> um, <laughs> See, I mean, this is this is great. So this is this felt like so Jungle Boy obviously had this like he had this massive eye-opening sort of blowers all away match with MJF a couple of months back, and this feels like the next mm. step in his sort of like evolution as an ring performer. So he was he was obviously he was doing the, the he, he was it was less spotty. It was more like mat wrestling. It was more chain wrestling. It was and and kudos to Dax as well for a tag team guy. I didn't think he had this level of singles competition in him. It was it was exceptional. It was really really good. Yeah, I, I remember I read a, an interview with Finn Balor a couple of years ago. Well, say a couple of years ago, it was like quite a lot of years ago. Now. So when he'd like not long been in WWE, when he was like NXT champion, 
And um, he was asked who, who the most underrated performer in the whole of NXT was, and he said that it was Scott Dawson, aka Dax Hardwood, yeah. or Harwood even. So that that kind of shows, like he's obviously he's had the ability there all along. We kind of know that it's just yeah, we haven't you know. seen as much. And this match was like 100% straight as well. There was no interference. There was no chicanery. There was no nothing. There were like one or two bits where they cut to the camera at the side and you saw like Cash and um, Tully tried to get up and you know, Lucha just sat on a chair just like literally holding them back with, with, this, with the handcuffs. They, yeah, they did that a few times, but it didn't overstay its welcome, which I liked. Like, mm-hmm. I don't like comparing WWE and AW much, but like, for, just for an example... If WWE had done this match, it would have been constantly going to like uh, Tully Cash and Luchasaurus. Like they did like little exclamation points on certain spots. So there was like a bit where um, yeah, there was a bit where Dax was locked in a submission move and jumped I think he had the snare trap on him, and Cash jumps up and Luchasaurus kind of like yanks him and like backwards, and he's like Cash like, hey, that's my best friend in there. I, I need to make sure he's okay. And like it was like okay, yeah. you can you can sort of like they did it to like sort of underscore like the the importance of the stakes between you know all the all the guys and everything, which which worked really well. Uh, yes, the Jungle Boy picks up the win uh, after a great. I mean, we're not doing it justice here with these with these muddled words, but please do, please do. So, South. Some some of the spots that stood out for me was there was a there was that rebound lag on the Dax hit on Jungle Boy. Oh, yeah, that, um, was, that was that was and then filthy good. And then Dax was Dax went for like a dragon suplex. Jungle Boy reversed out of that into a um a backstabber, followed by a couple of Germans and a rebound lariat. Um near the end they were just trading roll ups. Yeah. Just like and really, really near falls as well. Uh, there's a there's a couple of like two point nine uh, counts. And then the finish was Jungle Boy locking in the uh Snare trap, which was basically a regal stretch, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Center of the ring, and yeah, Dax taps clean, clean as a whistle. What wasn't clean as a whistle were the post-match shenanigans. No, no. This, this is the most heinous attack in AEW history. So after hey, um, after um, the match finishes, they on un- they unlock the handcuffs, and Tully immediately. I don't know where he's behind it. He just blows powder. Into the eyes of Luchasaurus. I mean, that man's a dinosaur. Show some goddamn respect. I know he's old and Tully. And also, the thing I liked I'm about this Cash really sold out the frustration. So he he attacks Jungle Boy. Um, he pulls him, he like pulls him like onto the ropes from the outside of the ring, and then he sort of dives through the ring through the ropes. He doesn't even clear the ropes. He just starts wailing on him like as soon as he gets like clearing the inside of the ring. It was like it looked like he was yeah. desperate to, to, to put some heat on him. It was it, it, it really it really solved the frustration that he must have been feeling not being able to get involved in the match, which I thought was really cool. Um, yeah, he's great as well, though, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, we, 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 we speak about the revival all the time. Oh, sorry, FTR. Sorry, can't call on that. Yeah. Um, wow. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm doing. I'm going on Chris Jericho. Um, <laughs> we speak about FTR all the time. We say how that you know, it, as a unit, they're one of the best things in, in pro wrestling and. As they prove tonight, you know, individually they can be just as good, which is fantastic. Um, yeah, so um, Luchasaurus gets the spike pile driver, and then he gets he's like sort of hung up on the ring on the ropes by his handcuffs that he's still got. On. Um, yeah, and 
the heels. Yeah, like that triple rebound uh, suplex on Jungle Boy as well, didn't he? Oh yeah, yeah, that was that was pretty nice. And yeah, but, like, but Tully and Cash had like his feet on his shoulders, almost like a magic killer. Yeah, and then no. he like popped his le- his legs up, moved out the way, he hit the ropes, and then uh, Dax like brain busted him. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the heels get the heat back and they, they stand tall and obviously Jurassic Express have to overcome them, which is gonna be gonna be fun. Well, we didn't we didn't actually say what they did there, sorry, because I caught you. Yeah. But um but um basically the handcuffed Luchasaurus to the ropes and then they press, get a pair of scissors. I thought he was gonna cut his braid off, like his green braid. Mm. No. More heinous than that. They cut the horns off his mask. Someone yeah. call 911 because it's illegal to dehorn an animal. All right. And then they, they, uh, they then attempt to cut Jungle Boy's hair and Marco, uh, SCU, and Top Flight all come out and make the save. That's right, yeah. You, th- um, you think rhinos are fucking in trouble getting dehorned? Think about the dinosaurs. There's yes. only one fucking one left. You'll have to call the actual WWF and get them a vote. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. No, so- I mean, the, the heat they got off this was insane. I like. Yeah, yeah. cracking crack, crack match. Great. Again, it, it, they did a really good job of, of setting up the next little bit of the story. Obviously, they, they keep the bad blood between these teams is building, and it's, it's gonna they're going to have a big blow off at some point. So that's going to be that's gonna be real good. Yeah. I, I'd assume it would be at Revolution just to. Think, yeah, you think? Well, it all depends on what happens next week, which we'll talk yeah. about in a minute. Um, so next up, we get a, and I really enjoyed this. We got a, a, a team Taz promo. <laughs> where, where they're walking, they're sort of walking, talking to the camera. They're sort of walking down a ramp outside, outside Daly's place, and they spot like a, a really weird impromptu merch stand. Literally, goes, I don't know. Is, is, is this like legitimate merchandise, or are these just two blokes? I think there? it's the legit merch that they use for the show. Yeah, are they Earl Hebdering it? Are they just um, <laughs> are they just selling bootlegger bootleg, bootleg shirts at the back of a van? Um, so there's like three guys, and they, they all are AEW employees, and they have this like weird merch stand just in front of a truck outside of the car park. It, it just looks like it's in the middle of a road. It's weird. Like, now, see, I, think, no I, think, I think the problem is this is obviously this will make a lot more sense if we were talking about a capacity arena where you need like multiple merch points. Whereas because they have about four hundred fans for the show, I think they probably get make do with the one that's in like, the actual covered part of the arena. I don't think yeah. they need, I don't think they need auxiliary merchandise stands at this point in, in terms of the capacity. <laughs> anyway, they have it. Um, and it just so happens to be adorned with Sting shirts. You know, you check shopaw.com, two Sting shirts in the top five sellers, just saying. Um, AEW scarves, this and that and the other. And Taz is incensed by what he claims is a lack of respect that they oh, don't have any... so angry. They don't have any <laughs> FTW merch on the store. And it's it, yeah. Hooker asked him, and he's like, where's the FTW merch? And the guy's yeah. like, we, we, we don't know. We just, we just got this. So Hooker then just like, literally just takes him and throws him over a barrier. <laughs> like, and then yeah. Brian Cage, Ricky Starks, Will Hobbs, uh, Hook just dismantle this. this right. Two specific things in this dismantling. Brian Cage lobbing the boy into the side of the truck was brutal. I'm going to give you the benefit of that. I'm going to assume these guys are all like trainee wrestlers. Yeah, I, I really hope so. Because <laughs> that was a fair fucking throw. Uh, also, Ricky Starks just like 
properly lifting up a boy, clean as a whistle. Like, like a one-handed gorilla, gorilla press. Yeah. Gorilla press. Lums like I threw a table. Oh, so yeah. good. Vicious, but good. Yeah. <laughs> Brian Cage also rips his shirt in half. Like, literally just takes it and both sides just rips it in half like a, like the madman that he is. Yeah, they, 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 just, they destroy the legs and they know they know all the guys. Taz Taz just Taz is in like full bitter podcaster mode. He's just screaming about how like where's the AW, where's the team Taz merch, where's like where's the where's the respect, where's the where's the where's theirs, you know, where's where's their rub, where's the where's their like where's the mixed over there? Yeah. I think the only bit I found iffy was I, I it wasn't even iffy, it was just weird. There was um Hook, he looks in the camera at some point and he starts like Shouting with swag, I can't remember what he says exactly, but it was like, Get off, get away, just survive if I let you. Well, it's, I think so, maybe it was something like that, but he's a bit, it was like, that, Come that, was, on. that was a, a touch joke. I enjoyed, uh, I enjoyed everything about this, so I thought this was, this was really good fun. Um, yeah, I. I've gone from thinking I'm not really into Team Taz as soon as they added like Ricky Starks and Hobbs into it. They're one of my favorite things now. I think that Taz, Taz like, is it's just Taz and Kate. That was a bit. Taz is excellent. And Taz is such a good promo. Like, yeah, he is. He really, um, he really, just, um, he's really good at just getting to the point of, of what he's like trying to get across, like really quickly and like really effectively, and then allowing everyone else to to have their moment. Yeah. Um, so after this we had uh, Britt Baker and Shannon didn't we the reti- well um, she's been back on Dark a few Shanna weeks back. this is Shannon who's recently relocated to America I believe um, she was back on Dark mm-hmm. last week I think but she's back makes her Dynamite debut re-debut re- this week in um, all new Dragon Ball Z inspired gear very heavily Dragon Ball Z inspired gear I'm sure she's worn it before I think she's had it before yeah, yeah. there's a very good chance yeah um, yeah Fine. It's been I mean, that it, long it, it wasn't the longest match. This it was fine. It was great. Um, yeah, did everything it needed to. Yeah, yeah. It did. Um, purpose really. It made it made Shanna look good at the same time. It made Britt look strong as fuck. Yeah, um, Shanna kicked out of like that uh, swinging neck break of the Brit. Brit's been yes. using as a finisher. Yeah. yeah. Um, there was a there was a bit as well where um, where. Um, Brick goes to lock Joe Shanna. Shanna like re- reversed out there and hit like that run and drop kick that she'd been going for all the ma- all match. Yeah. Um and then Rebel distracts Shanna, Brit locks and Lockjaw to win. Yeah. Um, um after the match, Brit locks in another Lockjaw to sort of double the punishment. But after the a curb re- stomp. Yeah, after all it was yeah, sort of like a chest kick. Pushed it was like a super like dragon special. It was like a three hundred kick, wasn't it? Like kicking the guy down the pit at the start of three hundred. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then as she's about to lock in a second lock jaw, uh, Thunder Rose's music hits, and she runs out to make the save. Obviously, they're going to face each other next week. Um, really excited for that match. Actually, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. They've done a yeah. really good job. They've done a really good job of building it, but at the same time, keeping them separated, which I think is the key to sometimes in a feud to making you want to see it more. Which I was. Yeah, how, how often did Austin get his hands on Vince McMahon? Not actually that often. Yeah, exactly. Until it went off, and then when it went off, it went off. Like you know. Um. So yeah, that was that was yeah. it was good. I enjoyed it. Looking forward to the match next week. Can't wait. Um. Next up, we have a nice little, a very, a little, a very, very brief little promo. Well, not even a promo. It's like a little backstage segment. 
and you get MJF who's been looking for Sammy. He, he mentioned earlier in the match that he wanted to speak to him after the match and he goes to find him. And he's he's doing his, his sort of butter wooden mouth, you know, oh, Sammy, mate, you know, you've got to believe Wardlow. Well, I'm trying to be his mate. <laughs> he just accidentally What's got involved in the match and, and interfered on, on my behalf. It was, wasn't it, neither did. And Sammy's just not buying it. Sammy's just like, no, mate, I know you're a fucking dickhead. I know you're trying to screw everybody. I'm not having I'm it. That, like. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then you see for the first time that the mask sort of slips a bit on MJF. Which is yeah. quite cool. Yeah. It's quite cool to see. You see maybe his, his his proper motive, and he's like, "There's a little bit of a little bit of threat there. There's a little bit of a little bit of malice, a little bit of you know, a little bit of danger, which is oh. which is quite nice to see." Just Sammy yeah. going at him, and basically it's MGF going, "Oh, you know what my game is, do you?" And it's like, "Oh, oh." So yeah, so so Sammy basically refuses uh, MGF's apology. Um, and, and future assurances and um, MGF basically says to him are you sure this is how you want to play this yeah and then Sammy's like well I'm, I'm, I'm not playing oh, so we're yeah. just again we're just, we're, just, we're just sort of keeping that fire stoked and just keeping that like sort of you know just make you all aware that this is this is going to happen we don't know how it's going to happen and we don't know who's going to be on whose side when it happens but we know it's definitely coming at some point which is cool yeah it's interesting um and then Anderson and Gallows just don't give a fuck about copyright, dude. Nope. <laughs> um, saying it's a bullock reunion. Yeah, they go the straight, straight out saying it. Yeah. So Shivani on commentary by the end, though, as well. <laughs> I, um, love how, I love how much of Gallows' like, entire personality is just dick jokes. Yeah. Yeah. Ridiculous. I just love Gallows. He's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> So the books ask um, ask if Callus is going to be there, and then Kenny Kenny shows up and gets in the book's face, and then Callus shows up and he's got like loads of plasters on over that bruise on which, his, which side is, of his which face. Which he's definitely got a bruise under it. Yeah, <laughs> i i want I want that bruise to get bigger every week. All those plasters to get bigger every week. Till well, it's like, it's like fully bandaged, like on his entire head. I want, him, I want him to have full Randy Orton Ben mask in like three weeks time <laughs> it's like when you used to just get a bunch of toilet roll soak it and then throw it at the wall and it's stuck uh, that's what it looked like it just stuck to his face just a massive fucking shit ton of toilet roll uh, he, he's got he's got he's like hiding behind Kenny and leaning over his shoulder going to the books you guys assaulted me <laughs> <laughs> so Kenny Kenny rocks um, up and like he has a bit of, he gets into a bit with the books um obviously the first time they've been on screen together since Kenny found out they allegedly brutalized on Carlos last week yeah and then um and then just before like it can properly like explode, um, the book's music hits and Gallows and Anderson like yeah, that's music go on. I love how like um, I love how like little fucks Gallows and Anderson seem to give in their characters. Like it's like we're just we're just here to get paid and wrestle and maybe drink some beer and talk about our dicks. It's um, not there, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But this is none of our. This is, we don't know what's going on. No one's. <laughs> Don Callis seems okay. He's fine. Yeah, it's like, it's like the BC thing when they're talking about. Uh, Callus replacing the books with the Good Brothers and like them being like, yeah, we don't even want to wrestle. Yeah, <laughs> they just like they just like just came in our gear. Yeah, it's brilliant. Um, and so yeah, this, 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 yeah, this, is... this literally leads. So as this promo is finishing, the books music you actually hear it hit from backstage, and uh, the Callus and I was yeah. like, yeah, that's your music, guys. You should probably get out there and do the wrestling. So yeah, out they go to do the wrestling, 
Um, so we end up on our main event. We have the Young Bucks and the Good Brothers. The Good Brothers music slaps, man. It's so good. Oh, it's great. Yeah, um, we have Dark Order. That is the team comprised of Evil Uno, Stu Grayson, John Silver, and Alex Reynolds. Um, so all the all, all the probably the, the four original members now. You call them the first. Well, the first four definitely. Um, um, the two tag teams, yeah. 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 Um, so yeah. Create a little bit at the start of this match. So it starts off. Um, so Evil Uno started off. Yeah. Um, Uno and Anderson started, yeah. And then about a minute or so in, Uno tags in John Silver, who then immediately goes over to the um, to the other corner and calls out Doc Gallows. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's like, Yeah, I want you. I want you. I'm, yeah. the, I'm the meat man. I'm the big boy. I want you. <laughs> and there's a great spot where, yeah. um, where um, they, sort of, they sort of square off and they. Gallows is just pissing himself at the, at the sheer size of John Silver, and he, he puts his hand up. He, I, I, at first, I thought he was doing like the dark order hand thing, but he's not. He's, he's calling for a, a hand for a lockup. Yeah, and then I he just, and then he just sort of raises his arm above his head <laughs> to a point where, <laughs> like, and if, if you don't know, um, Doc Gallows has about a foot and a half on John Silver. Yeah, Doc um, Gallows is a very big man. Yeah, and then they have a little bit of a of a two and throw. Um, which is which which is really fun. Um every, I think everyone does does great in this match. Um I think if anything, I think Stu Grayson's probably the star of the show here. Yeah, yeah. Stu Grayson's always the star of the show. You got, a, you got a very good hot tag. It was lovely to see. Just him actually. They put yeah, that um that dragon suplex he hit on Nick. They put a lot of this match on Grayson on on the face side of it. Um and he does really, really well. Um <laughs> I, I liked one thing that he kept doing was that so every time that um every time like uh the good brothers or the books tried to cheat, Evil Uno would kind of do it as well for his own team. Yeah. yeah. And he'd be like, look, so they did they, 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 were, they were doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so there was a bit there was a bit where like Anderson um swept out uh, Reynolds' legs and as Matt as Matt Jackson's about to like go and get like drop kick him, Uno sweeps out Matt's legs. And then just like shrugs and walks up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, There's another bit as well where Silver comes in and he gets Irish whipped or something, and then Anderson gives him a kick, who then jumps off the apron. Yeah, and Nick Jackson's just standing there, and Silver absolutely forearms him like a fairly yeah. stiff one, and I'm like, oh, that looks sad. Silver's Silver's hot tag later on in the match was awesome as well. Yeah, and they, hit, they, like, they hit that lovely like double team combination again, like the cutter into the suplex, um, which I'm really into. Yeah. Oh, the, the four man one, which um, which hold on, let me open up uh, the tweet because I had it ready for this, and I've just fucking shut me me phone. Commentary. Evil Uno calls it. Bear with me. The it was the hype or something. It was a game and reference anyway. All right. Um, not that it matters too much. There was a, a cool, um, there was a cool little spot outside where um, I can't remember who it was. I think it was three members of the of the, called the heel team, the non-dark order team. Um, they're about to power bomb. Hyper combo. Hyper combo. Oh yeah, that's a street fight thing. That's fine. Um, yeah, yeah. There's there's three members of the of the the bad guys about to power bomb three members of the dark order onto the ring onto the apron and they they turn it around. And they just beam them into the um into the barrier. Throw them over the barrier. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, John yeah, Silver, John nice. Silver, John Silver does his little cannonball combination, like come up, kind of he runs around, hits a forearm. It's this, there's loads, there's loads of really good stuff in this match. Uh, everyone, everyone looks. I mean, I think everyone gets a, a little moment to shine, which is really nice. There was a really good moment near the end as well, where it really kind of like 
for me anyway, solidified any like doubt that the Dark Order were like at the top baby faces, where uh, all four members of like I've just called them I've just called them Biz Clis at this point. <laughs> um, hit like a quadruple super kick on Stu after a. Uh, after Uno, uh, Reynolds and Silver had all been ape and powerbombed. And literally, they pin him, dead cockily pin him, and Uno, like, crawls in and just breaks it. Yeah. And then, so- like, like, a sacrificial lamb, and then he takes, like, a nasty-looking magic killer. Well, before that, they, it- they hit the fatality before that. Yeah, well, that was part of the hyper combo. So, uh, yeah. where um, Silver and Reynolds did, like, the stunner GM combo after, like, the kick combo. And then, like, from the, from the GM and... Um, you kind of like pop him up for the fatality. Uh, Grayson's um, style of that quadruple super kick as well. Oh. Like he'd been shot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So good. <laughs> oh, good. And there then the sell of the Meltzer driver afterwards. There was yeah. some re- There was some really good um, selling of of, of, sh- of, st- of like hard shots in this match as well. Like, yeah. Uno, Uno sold a few things really well um, earlier on as well, which was, yeah. Uno's low-key, one of the best wrestlers in AEW, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, look, all these, all, I mean, all these like guys are like so Stu, good. Stu Grayson's low key brilliant. Um, Alex Reynolds yeah. showed in this match that he's got he's got absolute work rates. You know, he's got real chops. Alex, Alex Reynolds and John Silver in this match really reminded me of Edge and Christian. And I don't know why, but he just did. Yeah, I mean, like the goofy, but they can go. So, yeah. No, I like the style, I mean. Like yeah, the, yeah. The actual, like move set, like it's a little bit kind of like a newer version of Edge and Christian. That's where yeah. I can see them going. I mean, boys. I mean, it's it's impactful, isn't it? It's they they they, um, they hit hard. Yeah, all day and night. Um, so yeah, finish of the match is yeah. So after the fatality, um, Stu Gray was it? Is it so is it the fatality after the kicks? No, uh, the kicks were part of the finish. Um, yeah. So they hit the fatality, and then it looks like yes. they've won it. Who runs in, breaks it? it up. Uh, sorry, yeah. Yeah, no. Um, Anderson breaks up the fatality pin. Then, yeah, um, yeah. Then the they they quad super kick the open power bomb outside uh, the three of them. Yeah, yeah. The only one just the only one just the only doesn't get power bomb. There's Uno. Funny enough. No, he does. He doesn't because it's because Uno is the one who makes the save because he's still alive. Yeah. So they roll Grayson into the ring. They quad power, they, 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 they triple power bomb, and they roll Grayson into the ring. They they, they, they quad super kick him. Yeah. You know, dives in, makes the save. Because um, I remember thinking, oh shit, did no one fancy getting um, getting Uno off that power bomb? Because he's a little, little, little chunkier than, than the rest of the boys, isn't he? So, <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, My, I've got a, I've got a. Speaking of not fancying to do something, I've got a little bit of a gripe in the sense that. For the finish, why was Matt Jackson able to just stand up fine? Like he'd not just like took everything the Dark Order had to throw at him. Because the Young Bucks don't sell it, obviously. He's a bugs mate. Yeah. Yeah. So Uno gets a magic killer for his troubles, breaking up the pin, and then they hit a Melsa driver on Grayson, and that's good for the one, two, three. Um, yeah, fantastic match. Um, really good main event. It's great. The Dark Order. I mean, I'm a, I'm a self-obsessed fan. I'm a self-confessed fanboy. Dark Order, my boys. Um, but they really look like they belonged in this in this company. Um, they, and I think they need another couple of months at the top to sort of make them believable because no one thought they were going to win going into this match. Like no one had no one had down. It's two sets of, of tight team champions versus you know four guys appearing in this second AEW Dynamite main event. 
I'd love I'd love to see um I'd love to see them kind of slowly build them up to yeah. become like credible I mean, contenders. I'm glad that they're not hot shot on them. I'm glad that it feels like yeah. it feels like they're there, but they're not quite I mean, you got the you got the feeling that they could get a win, but they were always on the this they were always on the back foot in this match. Mm. Which was But then you look you look at the battle royal next week and that's an easy way for them to be able to hot shot them. Well, we're gonna talk about that now. So, mm. the Battle Royal. So, uh, just before this match, it was announced that next week there's going to be a tag team Battle Royal and it's going to determine the number one contenders who will get a shot at Revolution. Well, the number one contenders, who gets a title shot at Revolution, basically. Um, however, the interesting thing about this is the Young Bucks are also in the Battle Royal, who are the current tag team champions. If they win, they get to handpick their opponents for Revolution. So the Young Bucks addressed this at the end of the match. They're, they're standing in the ring, all four guys, the winners. And the Young Bucks basically say, yeah, we're in the match. If we win, we have to pick our opponents. Anyone who we want, anyone at all. They turn to look at the Good Brothers. Mm. Now, part of me really wants what? that to happen, like yeah. quite badly. <laughs> but another part of me really wants some like like the Dark Order or someone really left field to win. But I think, I mean, I think the way it would be it would be a, a weird thing if it weren't the Young Bucks, I think, at this point. Yeah. Yeah, there's not really any teams other than maybe Jericho and MJF. They could really... And I think that's a bit too soon for them in terms of yeah. the legitimacy. Especially if the Bucks are heels as well. Yeah. But, um, again, are they? No, in AEW, though. If they're, going against, kind of like... if they're going against the Good Brothers, they, they won't be heels, they'll be faces. Yeah, they're not heels. Yeah. I wouldn't say. No, no, in AEW though, there's a lot of kind of self-contained stories within that tag team. Yeah, I mean, I'm sh- so even even if the net result we get out of it is just the Young Bucks win, lol, and going and fight the fight the um the Good Brothers at Revolution, which is fine. It's a match probably everyone wants to see. Like you say, they'll probably still find a way to like advance the FTR versus Jurassic Express storyline in there somehow. They'll find something for the Dark Order to do. They'll find something for SCU to do or whatever. Whoever's, they'll, they'll like you say, we'll, we'll get a, like we'll get like four or five views about this match if they if they book it the way we know they can, which is great. Yeah. So looking um, forward to that. Uh, do you want to talk yeah. us through the the final little segment here, Jane? Um, yeah. So after the books kind of tease that, uh, Phoenix comes out. He hits a double drop kick on the books and then fights out of a magic killer from the Good Brothers. Uh, Mox comes from nowhere. He literally just appears, literally, yeah, he appears like the Undertaker. Like, he's just in the ring yeah. at some point. Um, and he takes out both members of the Good Brothers with Phoenix. Phoenix hits a dive and somehow lands like basically like straddling the uh, barrier. I've just got um, my notes. Like, I've, got, I've just got Phoenix kills everybody outside the ring. Yeah, but he landed like straddling the barrier and like celebrating because I thought oh, he hurt himself. He's like, no, he's fine. He Only came out. He, he came out of that ring so fast. Yeah, he must have been. He must have cleared like twenty miles an hour <laughs> on that dive. It yeah. was terrifying. So I thought. Good. I thought he was going to kill the first three rows of the audience. Yeah, um, and then uh, Kenny comes out with the boot that he blinded Penta with. Yeah, and tries to get Mox, and Mox uh, meets him with a paradigm shift to end the show. Um, Kenny does that like that like meme of Shawn Michaels where he's landed on top of his head and straight. Kenny sells it like that. Yeah, and that was dynamite. Um, I thought it was an excellent show this week. Yeah, yeah, so it was really good. Both 
both shows where you look at the the ratings came out earlier. There was like literally ten thousand fans between the two. Um, and again, it's you, you talk about put just put them on separate nights because they probably pull in a million each. Easy. I mean, what a time to be! What a time to be into professional wrestling. I mean, we're getting. I know, yeah. I know, there, I know there are Wednesday things. Night. I know there are some things wrong with with with, with the product with certain products, but Wednesday night is continues to be where it's at for quality wrestling, regardless of what you watch. Yeah. Um, MLW started their weekly show on a Wednesday as well, though, on YouTube. I want to go back in time to 2010 and tell, and tell 20 odd year old Ben that this is what's going to happen in 2020. This is the type of free wrestling <laughs> we'll be getting on television. Don't worry. I know I know. it's scary that Hulk Hogan's there all the time and a bit, <laughs> but it will get better. Um, because this, this Don't is... Don't worry. You know, this, will retire. This is like, this is beyond... We say this all the time, but like, this is beyond what you could even conceive could be put on television like two, three years ago. Oh, mate. So, some of the matches on like the, on these shows this week could have been on like a pay-per-view. And you, you mean you no. say you say like put them on separate nights and you'll get more viewers. And I think yeah, that, that's fair enough. But I kind of like the idea that there's just like constant battle of like great match like chicken that they have to like keep up in the ante. Do you, do you think? Do you think they'd um, they'd maybe take the foot off the gut the I mean, throttle a little bit? I'm not saying we'd go to like Chaos Project main event in every Dynamite if they were on separate nights, but maybe you wouldn't be giving away six-star Kenny Omega Phoenix matches on three TV if you didn't have to, you know, pull in a few extra guys. Yeah, yeah, I think the answer is, I think it's somewhere in the middle of those two extremes. Yeah. Um, but speaking yeah, of, highs speaking of, and lows, speak, Yes, speaking of six-star matches, let's talk about our highs and lows. Uh, Aaron, do you want to go? You're not looking at the camera. Do you want to go first? Um, <laughs> I shall. Um, my high, I think, is going to have to be the main event, to be honest. It was a really good main event. Uh, my low, as much as it pains me to say it, it was going to have to be the Cody promo or just the Cody segment. No, no, Sting and Darby, because that was just awkward and weird to I was going to say, how, how can you do on Anderson? Like yeah. that? It was his first promo in like 15 Sorry. years. <laughs> Sting and Darby. And he pre apologized. He actually pre apologized for it. He said, if I contradict myself, I apologize because I'm on Anderson. And I was like, oh, it's okay. We, we love you. <laughs> Just don't do a racism and it's okay. Do a racism and it's okay. Um, fair enough. For me, yeah, uh, good I'm going to say... yeah, Good show, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. For me, I'm going to say. Um... Uh, let's see. Hi was. Dax vs Jungle Boy, I loved it. I thought it was excellent. Um, low, I'm gonna say, I would have probably liked um, them to have maybe given uh, Britt Baker and Shanna a little bit more time. But I didn't. It wasn't that I thought it was a bad match. I just thought they could have given it like a, a little bit longer. But that's like me literally splitting hairs because I couldn't find anything else that really yeah. to me. Sound. Uh, I will you, have for my up. I'm going to have Murder again. So that was the Lance Archer Eddie Kingston match from the, the opening match. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm I'm my, my chest still hurts from watching it. Um, um, yeah, it was just it was just different. It was just a great way to start the show. It was a different way to start the show. Normally we start with like something really zippy and like quite 
quite fluffy and, and enjoyable. This was just. He ended the show with what they normally start it with. Yeah. This, this was like this was like going into like the next Marvel film and actually getting like the last twenty minutes of Saw. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it certainly left an impression, if not necessarily. <laughs> so I really enjoyed that in, in, a, in a sort of twisted way. And um, I'm going to say for the, I mean, this is, this is all relative, obviously, and nothing, nothing. I'm going to start by saying nothing in this show is bad. Um, mm. I would just say Page versus Nemeth, just because it was a bit, nah, it was a bit nothing going on. Um, it was fine. It was it didn't offend me, but it just didn't push anything forward really. Except for like, they could, I mean, the Mahardy thing could have been a thirty-second backstage promo. Yeah, yeah. If, 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 if we're splitting hairs, and we are splitting hairs here because everything was great, but yeah. Something, yeah. has, something has to be the worst thing on the show, like categorically. And this was still a seven out of ten, but it was the worst part of the show. Fair play. Um, well, that's uh, that's been AW then. Um, should we wrap this one up, guys? Where can where can they find us on the social media, please, Aaron? Facebook and YouTube at Untitled Wrestling Podcast. And if you go to Twitch and Twitter, you can get us at Untitled Wrestling Pod. Boom. Perfect. Nailed it. Thank uh, like you so much. Like- I, I, I beseech you all last week, but please do. Um, we ended up having some technical difficulties, uh, but we do normally stream on a Saturday evening. We stream some video games, like we the do. kids play. Um, but, but I think we're getting some Dead by Daylight soon. Um, some point. possibly on, this weekend that's on the docket another a new Uno deck has come out so that's going to happen and Mario Kart always uh, I think we might be giving Among Us a bit of a break at the moment aren't we um, I don't know yeah. I don't know quite what's yeah. going on we'll probably uh, go back to that sooner or later we did, we did some Rocket probably League probably do it for the new map we did some Rocket League uh, last week as well and it was great because I schooled everybody told my mate on who's better than me and then he beat everybody but we don't talk about yeah. that um, yeah so check us out on Twitch on the Saturdays. Uh, I think that's all. Whenever we do stream, gets video on demand as well. So you can, if you miss it, you can catch up and, and watch it. Yeah. Up. And we'll um, be streaming the Royal Rumble and um, watch along on Sunday night. Yes, we are also doing a, um, a retro Rumble match. Starting just, early. Just the Rumble match, it. though, not the whole show. We're just yeah. doing the Royal Rumble itself, the best part. It's basically like going for a roast and just getting Yorkshire's. Yeah, pretty much. Um <laughs> And Ben, uh, where can we get some beer from your nice new Extra Evil Brewery? Yes, yeah, so we have our brand new brewery up. Well, we're hoping to, to be starting production very soon. We do have stock available. Um, the website is back up and running. So you can go to topperbrewing.com and you can place an order for our shop on there. We'll send it out to you. We deliver it all over the UK. Uh, we have just yeah, named all of our fermenters after members of the Dark Order. Uh, today and we got some re- lovely retweets and likes and um, replies from from them. So very thank you very much to those guys. I uh, can't wait to do our dark order themed beer, which we'll talk about later down the line. But yes, cool uh, top if you want to get some wrestling themed beer. Um, if you want to order for the Royal Rumble, you're probably out of luck by the time you hear this. So maybe think about WrestleMania and plan your time a bit better. Cool. Um, oh, and, and you want to get? Yeah. Um, sorry, my beard's all dry and scratchy. I was. Um, I've got old. How can I make it? How can I make it all nice and sexy? Go to thatchface.com. Use the use the code Troy to get twenty percent off any of your facial foliage needs. Yeah, great great site run by some great guys, and they give a lot of their proceeds to charity as well. So please do check them out if you need some uh, facial hair product. Uh, Yes, that's that's us. I believe that is. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next time.
Bye. Bye. Why did Adrian Neville do crotch chops? Because he's ex-pack. <laughs> <laughs>